You are now tuned in to the Let's Talk Money Honey podcast, a bi-weekly conversation where I'll be spilling the tea on entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Khadija Bingham, CEO of Money Honey Financial, and I am here to candidly share my experience as a new entrepreneur. Whether you are currently an entrepreneur, someone who's considering entrepreneurship, or just interested in hearing my journey, I am here to encourage, motivate, and most of all, keep it real with you. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I cannot wait for you to listen. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Money, Honey. I am, I think I get more and more excited with each episode as they come. I was about to say I'm super excited about this one, but I said that last time too, but I truly am really excited about this one. Um, This episode is, uh, let's call it like a bonus episode because similar to the episode with Janelle, I have someone who works with me who's on the Honey team and I want her to come back more than once. So... This will probably be short and sweet because I don't want to take up all her time. And she'd be like, you need me to do this again and again and again. Yes, I do. But with us, we have Bianca. Um, Even before Bianca goes ahead and introduce herself, I'll just share that I have referenced Bianca over and over again (laughs) on this podcast. So it's only um, it was only a matter of time before she actually got in here. Um, Bianca has been a huge help to the team. She's been a huge help to me. So I'm super excited to just have this conversation. Uh, Maybe she'll give some insight onto what it's like to work with me. Hopefully she don't dog me too much because I do be all over the place, but we keep it real here. So, um, yeah, Bianca, you want to introduce yourself? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I feel like you did most of the introductions. But anyway, my name is Bianca. I am a part of the Honey team. Um, I actually work with multiple small businesses as operations support, customer experience support. Even though like those are the titles, I feel like I do things outside of those scopes. <laughs> um, but I am a yoga instructor, a doula, just a lover of all things wellness. And yeah, that's just a little bit about me. Yeah, Bianca does so much. I'd be like, how did this girl do I, it all? It's it's not it's not all that it's cracked up to be. But I enjoy them all. I will definitely say that. I enjoy every piece, all the little aspects of all the things that I do. That's good. So we start off every episode, sweet moment, sour moment. Um, I can kick it off. Mm-hmm. Damn, I didn't think about it. Okay. Damn, I didn't think about it. Okay, so this is how y'all know you're getting a real because I didn't even <laughs> put thought into what my sweet moment was. Um, you can't use the same sweet moment I got. No? Mm-mm. I mean, I guess we could share that sweet moment. Unless if you want your own. I called it first. Let's let B go first. What's your sweet moment, girl? All right, so the sweet moment was this past weekend, we participated in a festival the creators festival by sunkiss media and we both were part of different panels obviously khadijah is money honey so she contributed toward the money panel and i contributed towards the wellness panel um it was a really great event i had a good time there were a month there were a multitude of like businesses there were um different kinds of people and just like great energy great businesses to network with interact with and just get in an idea of what people do specifically in the philadelphia and surrounding areas because it's not oftentimes you get a lot of small businesses that are in the area to just come together and share what they do and contribute to one another so that was a good one yeah no i like that and i'm not going to still i'm not going to steal that one but I will say, I really do like how it came together 
One, I think that it's important people, I think I talked about this in the last episode, collaboration is so important. And so many times people will share with you that like people, that women compete against one Mm -hmm. another. And I think that that is true in some instances, but I think in a lot of instances, it can be the furthest thing from the truth. Uh, One of the tasks that Bianca does while, while helping Uh, with the businesses she sees the emails so she saw the email come through about the speaking engagement and she was like hey Deej you think they'll need a if they need a wellness person can you tell them that I'm available too and it's like absolutely right like I could have been like girl this is my time to shine we we talking about money honey during this time (laughs) like absolutely not but we were both able to contribute to the panel and I think that just like that's just another example of how collaboration works and how we all can eat in this in this world for sure and I it was interesting is like I only knew that you were on the panel and then when I got there I was like oh I know you and I know you and (laughs) I know know you and I was like oh (laughs) like I am amongst like my people for Uh real for real like it's my people like black women but also like people that I actually know that I know the work that they do so therefore I know like your panel whatever you have to say on this panel is about to be good yeah yeah no it was a good time for sure I couldn't say for the whole time but one thing that I'm I'm learning about myself is that I can talk and like people like what I got to say like you I can definitely talk I'm like engaging um I'm knowledgeable when she is on a panel and I work with her so like half the <laughs> stuff that she be saying like some of it I know but I learn something every single time <laughs> and I'm like but I heard you say this last time but it hit different this time but like whenever she is on I've heard you talk at that event at Ajay's event uh-huh. done and done and then this event that we just did this past weekend and I'm like yo you really be capturing the audience thank you thank you yeah. I'm trying to step into it more like I uh after that event and like once the hands get raised and like people have specific questions for me I'm like damn like I need to do this more, more. often like I need to step out of like imposter syndrome fear like if it's any if it's one thing I can do I can talk and um I've always known that about myself but I just don't tap into it enough like I have a podcast but I'm usually in this room by myself so I get to to speak but uh, and someone who's listened they told me I had a really nice speaking voice so you know the more people that just pour into me pour like help build the confidence it just makes me feel like you know what I can do this more often my sweet moment will be yeah I got approved for the first line of credit for the business. That was Yay. definitely a sweet moment for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll do, I'm going to do an actual whole episode on what that experience was like. Um, and I tried to do the episode prior to getting the line of credit, but Bianca was like, maybe you should get approved first before yeah, you just start trying to tell people about your experience. <laughs> right. Cause the experience ain't over. <laughs> the experience ain't over and it's still not over. We've been approved, but I think it's made me hungrier in mm-hmm. a sense where I'm just like, I kind of want more people to just give me money that I can have access to. Um, so we have some strategies around some ways that will tap into business funding more. Um, I already let Bianca know, like credit cards scare me. Mm-hmm. So I do have a couple of business credit cards, but when I think of like business funding, I'm not thinking about a whole bunch of credit cards. And some of the credit gurus might kill me for saying that, but it don't sit right with my soul. And, you know, we got to do things that sit right with our soul these days. I guess. Yeah. So what's your sour moment? My sour moment was when this lady hit my car yesterday. And 
that's not fun that was it was it wasn't fun she was very dismissive about hitting my car it was just the whole stop it would people just need to pay attention yeah. to what they're doing and that's just that but we're not going to dwell in this hour because I can just go on and on about how people just be hitting my car. I feel like it's just the target. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. This is literally the second time somebody has hit my car in a gas station while I was just sitting there and not moving. Oh, my God. And the third time somebody has just hit my bumper in general. Oh, yeah. So I'm happy yeah. I don't have those problems, but I'm like really thoughtful. like. You see where I park when we go to the office? Yeah. Like, that's my design. <laughs> Zell hates it. He's like, why do you park so far? <laughs> Child, one time I forgot to tell him. I, I had picked up a replacement water thing gallon. Oh, my goodness. And that, <laughs> I didn't realize how heavy they were. They, they're heavy. So once I got to the office, I said, fuck no. I called him. I was like, can you just come get it out my car and, and bring, bring it upstairs? upstairs? But I forgot I was parked far. Parking and they're heavy. <laughs> they're at least like. 25 30 pounds he was pissed and i, I would and be like, pissed. rightfully so because i also didn't warn him but i also think he moved my car <laughs> i think he moved it so to be closer so he could carry closer. it oh but i did kind of set him up for that but. i remember i had to like fill up my car with like five of those things to replace at one of the offices oh that i work God. at i didn't and i didn't like I didn't really, the same way, I didn't really think about, like, how heavy it was and, like, all of the things that go into it. And I go into the, the store and I'm starting to replace them and fill up my cart. I said, oh, see, I'm not <laughs> taking this out of my cart and bringing it up to the office. If somebody else got to do Somebody else got to do that. I will load it in my car, bring it there, and y'all figure this out because yeah. absolutely not. Yeah, but I just, like, when I first got my car, I... Will only try and park next to like super nice cars because I'm like they care about their car like they not going to try and be. That's what I used to do. So I park further and then you know I justify it. I'm like I can get my steps in, things like that. Um, <laughs> so I've been fortunate enough with some of those actions. I haven't had too much car trouble, but somebody did side swipe my car. Yo, that's crazy. Um, apparently there was a police chase and <laughs> and you got caught up in it <laughs> well my parked car got was collateral damage but luckily because i was not in the car when it happened like the deductible i had to pay was only like a hundred dollars oh that's decent yeah, i didn't know no. that was a thing yeah so if you were if, like if it was like a hit and run kind of thing like oh. maybe i would have had to pay the full thing but because i wasn't in, in the, the car. car when it happened um the deductible was only a hundred dollars Damn. Had I known that, I would have told them I was pumping gas. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I would just, I don't know the, like, the, the logistics. Because yeah. I was surprised as shit. Like, I didn't call them. Like, I wasn't in there. So, yeah. But when they was asking me the facts and everything, that's what. Um, that's good to know. Yeah, really good to know. I'll say my sour moment. So, my sour moment turned sweet. Like, I have been experiencing a lot of people booking discovery calls mm, and not mm, showing up mm, for mm, them mm, 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 mm. Um, you know my stance on that yeah and it it's it's frustrating so i would say that that's probably one of my sour moments for the this week because this week i've been killing it i switched mm. over to a nighttime gym routine so i've mm, been like mm -hmm. really productive in the morning like with work during the day um because it's like the first thing i do and uh i would say my sour moment for the week has just been like 
just feeling like my time isn't value and I get it because things happen. Um, things don't happen four times. I know. I wasn't even going to share that <laughs> because like that, because when you told me that, that really burnt me up. I was like, yeah, we can't do this no more. Yeah. You, nah, no, thank you. Yeah. It's like, and sometimes I just feel like people treat my big, my small business. Like it's a big business. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. Like it's certain things you do to businesses that have resources. There's certain things you don't do to businesses where I'm the only, like I'm the resource. Like it's not like, like you schedule an appointment and there's a hundred customer service people that are taking it. And then like, if you don't show up, you don't show up. Like you not showing up for an appointment with me. Like it's taking my time away from other things. So I say it's a sour moment turned sweet moment because we were just able to brainstorm and think through like how we can try and reduce this from happening. So our fix for now, we'll see how it goes, is to collect card information um, up front. We toyed around the idea of charging people for the discovery calls and I'm not against it. So we'll see how this works first. And then if, and we'll charge just the no-shows for now. Mm-hmm. And if I feel like this isn't working, then maybe we'll just start charging for discovery calls altogether. Yeah. I like that. So that's my sour moment. I like that. So we'll see. We'll see how it, we'll see how it goes. But B, I want to talk to you on this episode. I really want to pick your brain about what it's like working with multiple entrepreneurs. Um, you kind of get the inside scoop of not just experiencing how one person runs their business, but you've gotten the inside scoop to see how multiple people run their business. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that even start for you? Like, how did you kind of get in this lane of supporting small business owners? Um, so a friend of mine, it was like a two part fold. So a friend of mine owns a business and they've now been in business for 11 years now. God damn. I can't wait until I can see that. (laughs) (laughs) They've been in business for 11 years now. And I started with them at like the really like beginning, like from the ground. And it, I started with them just because they were my friend. Like they needed help. Was they paying you? They were not paying me. Okay. Um, Sometimes they would pay me. Sometimes they wouldn't. Sometimes I would just be like, I see that you need help with X, Y, and Z. So I'm going to help you. And was this 11 years ago when this you started was, helping? Or? Yeah, when I started helping, I was like 21 years old when I started helping them. Oh, shit. Um, I remember they had this their first event and it's a clothing company. So um, if y'all think about the tags that are on your shirts and the hang tags that are on your shirts, I... It was, I don't even remember how many shirts it was, but I cut the string for every single shirt. Oh, wow. And I put the the string into the hole of every single cardboard thing oh, and then wow. uh, pinned it on every single shirt. Talk about tedious work, mm. but those are but like- necessary. But necessary, but those are all like the small things that needed to be done. So fast forward, um, obviously, you know, I just help here and there. But I also had a real job. So I was working for T-Mobile and I worked for T-Mobile for... Well, let's not call that work not a real job. I mean, yes. So I had a corporate nine to five uh, W-2 situation. And um, I worked there for eight and a half, almost nine years. And then I just decided that I didn't want to work there anymore for a number of reasons. But Mm -hmm. all in all, I just ended up not working there anymore. 
But prior to me leaving, I that same business that I was helping out had brought me on board. Not like they brought me on board because they had the resources to pay me, but also like, I trust you. You've been here for a long time. Like, you know, the ins and outs of the business. I really want you to be the one to help support us in this time. Mm. And it started off as like, I just needed customer support. Mm. And then it has now become like a whole situation. Mm. Like I do more than customer support. We could talk about what I do within the business. Um, But it turned into that. But then also while, because before I left T-Mobile, I took a leave of absence. So while I was taking that leave of absence, I also went through a VA course because one of my friends, she actually started a business and she enjoyed being a VA. And she said that this is something that you would be really good at okay. um, because she knew my history with that particular business. Okay. And she was like, take the course, see what happens. So then that's how I got like more clientele based off of the work that I was already doing that I was already good at. Mm -hmm. Um, I did a lot of operations while working at T-Mobile. I did sales, but the sales you're supposed to do, the operations is something that I kind of like fell into. And I just, um, I enjoyed it and I was good at it. So I was like, okay, this is transferable skills that Mm -hmm. I can put into other small businesses that I feel like can benefit small businesses. Okay. So that's how I started. And then me and Deej, we shared a client. And then yeah, we did. Um, I was like, well, you know, if you ever look up somebody. No, she's lying. That's she, not how that conversation went? No, that's went. not how that conversation went. Well, you said, no, or you asked, like, if I'm looking for somebody in a year. Uh, <laughs> I, said, I can't, I can't afford you. I can't afford help now. Yeah. But. Oh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, but when she put it out there and I saw, I definitely reached out. I was like, hey. Yeah. You, I saw you put this out there and we had a conversation. I don't know if you remember me, but I was like, hell <laughs> yes. And it was like, so I don't even know how you felt when I reached out. Though, no, no, no. I felt like, so I'll just, I'll share my perspective. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so y'all, when I first, 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 first met Bianca, it was at a yoga event. Oh yeah. It was like, my, it was like my first weekend in Philly. Like, oh, I didn't know yeah, that. I had just moved back to Philly. So, y'all, I'm crazy, and you'll learn that over time as you listen to this podcast. So, my first weekend in Philly, I'm at this event, which also happens to be Rhoda's last weekend in Philly. In Philly. Yeah, I remember that. So, Bianca comes up to me and she's like, Are you Khadija? I said, Oh God, this girl is coming to me as a woman. I've been in a long distance relationship for this long time. And my first weekend here is happening. <laughs> that was that's what was going on in my but mind. But that was before I even reached out to you. No, exactly. This oh. was just you coming up to me for the first time. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like I'm Khadija, like, you're like, oh, you run money, honey. So I'm like, oh yeah. And you're like, yeah, like I just wanted to like introduce myself. I'm like, oh, like hi and like that was like the first interaction and then we shared the client you were scheduling time for us to get on the phone and I was like oh you do this kind of work and you were like yeah and I was like oh okay like if I need you in like a year and I was like the work that I might need help with is boring though and you were like I like boring that's fine and I was like okay (laughs) and then uh, um, when I posted 
I then posted and then you reached out. Kind of felt like immediately. Yeah, because you posted. I did. I don't. I followed Money Honey, but you know how the algorithm yeah. works. If you're not interactive with it, it don't really like be showing you stuff. But then um, somebody else that we both know posted. I don't remember a bunch of so a bunch of people that we both know posted about mm-hmm. it, and I was like. I wasn't going to reach out, though, because at the time I was like, well, I don't know if she's going to remember me, but let me just like reach I'm out. I'm so happy. you did. <laughs> I'm so happy you did because it was a no brainer for me. Like there was one other person that I had reached out to mm-hmm. um, because I had interviewed with this person when I was hiring for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? This role might be more better suited for her as compared to the first, first role that I was hiring for. And then you reached out and y'all were the only two people. Okay. Not the only two people y'all were, it was a, it was a small pool of people Mm -hmm. that I knew, like I knew that I was going to hire one of these people, one of these, it was three people, only interview with three people and anybody else that like, once I, once you reached out, once we got time on the calendar, I had time on the calendar with these other two people. Anybody else that reached out, I kind of was like, like think, like especially if they knew me personally. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, like thank you, but I kind of think I know who Weird. I want. And this was even before I spoke to anybody. Anybody, mm-hmm. I was like, I kind of think I know who I want. If this doesn't work out, I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you and I spoke, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Cause y'all, she asked me, she was like, cause I'm honest. Like I'm an mm-hmm. honest person. I'm like, Hey, like, this is why I need, this is why I need you. This is why I'm hiring. Like I suck at these things and I need somebody to help me be better at them. And then she hit me with the, so if you bring me on board, like we can't tackle everything. Like what does success look like in the first 30 days? I said, God damn, this girl got me thinking about stuff. <laughs> Like I got to start thinking about these things. And then you had asked another question that was, that really stood out. You were like, um, you asked about accountability throughout the week Mm -hmm. and like what that would look like. And I was like, more stuff. I got to think I'll get back to you. I'll think about it. Um, so that's what like really stood out. And I was like, yeah. And I think this is it for me with, in working with businesses, you start to learn a lot about yourself. Mm. So for me, it was like, okay, so there's, there's this one client that I have where, you know, because we've been friends, because we're friends and we've been working for so long, there lacks like structure, there lacks accountability. And now we're in the season of trying to like implement those things, but it's hard because we've been doing those things. We've been doing it one way for a really long time. Mm. So now with bringing on another client, I'm like, okay, this is what I need like from the gates because I see what it looks like when we don't have it. And it may not be like we have it like immediately today, tomorrow, but like we start to build some kind of structure and have like certain things in place. So later on when we grow because I always like to whenever I'm working with businesses I don't think about them like with within the first like six months I think like how can I help this how can I help this business grow for like five years six years Mm. ten years like like longevity because I've I've seen I've literally witnessed what it looks like to be um starting with absolutely nothing and Mm. to grow and to have like 
an abundant business. Mm. And even if it doesn't show in like money value, you can see the abundance in different ways. Mm. So for me, when I'm asking questions and I'm trying to like gauge what it does, what does it look like to work with businesses? I'm asking those questions to see how I can contribute to the growth of your business. Mm. And those questions were important for, cause she probably never even thought of those questions. I haven't. She probably, and a lot of people don't. They I'm just like, you think can't just fix it all in one day. Like some, a lot of people think <laughs> that either I can come on and I can just make everything perfect, or I can come on and we just gonna see how this goes. And I'm okay with the see how this goes to a certain extent, but we have to have like tangible goals, yeah. so so we can measure our growth over a course of time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree with that. So with you working with like so many small businesses, like. I've heard you say, or maybe I've read you write read something, <laughs> <laughs> something that you've written around like how you like supporting small businesses, but you are not interested in being a main character. I'm not. Well, because being the main character, it being the main character requires a lot that I don't think, not necessarily I'm not suited for. But more so, I contribute better within the background. Mm. Um, being the main character, like I think about the way I support multiple multiple businesses, right? I can't imagine being the main character of these three, four different businesses because there's a lot to think about with as there's a lot to think about as being the main character one. And then there's a lot of risk involved. Mm. Now we talk about risk. There's risk on my part as well when it comes to working with these businesses, but the risk looks different. Right. And those risks at this point in time, I don't think I want to take. Like what type of risk do you think that do you see business owners taking? Um, So there's like, there's, just like the way your business is viewed mm. and child reputational risk, re- reputational risk, mm-hmm. reputational risk. And what happens when your reputation is being, I guess, questioned mm. in the public space. Mm. So, and like, I've seen it, I've seen it on like small scales and I've seen it on large scales. Like mm. I've seen, you know, customers or clients go online and like publicly say this this was my experience and x y and z and then there could be like more customers and clientele that start chiming in on that conversation and now there's a whole thread about people having bad experiences right like how do you tackle that and, and how does no, that nobody jumps in with a good experience nobody jumps in with a good experience how some people do jump i will say some people do jump in with a good experience it was this one time um on twitter somebody like publicly said a woman emailed this one company and she said i haven't gotten an answer from you guys and I emailed and now I'm putting this on Twitter and blah, blah, blah. Ma'am, you emailed on Saturday. Our website says customer service is Monday through Friday. Mm. And today is Monday Mm. and it hasn't even been 24 hours. Mm. Like, can you give us a chance to answer? And then somebody rebuttaled. Well, I typically get an answer within the the limits that they say on the website. Mm. And lo and behold, when I went to go eat, she emailed on Saturday, she emailed on Sunday and she emailed on Monday. Girl. You didn't give the chance to email to get right. replied to. So I say all that to and say. Like, was she spending $5,000 million? She wasn't spending $5,000 million. And um, 
I also feel like people don't understand that certain businesses are in fact still small and they don't. Yes, they have teams, but their teams are not Amazon. Yeah. Like we were, we were talking about that. Yeah. Like you think this small business is a multimillionaire, multi-billionaire company. And it's literally like two of us in here trying to make things happen. Mm-hmm. And it's not like that. Mm-hmm. Like people don't necessarily give um, small businesses the grace that they mm-hmm. require, that they need to in order to function. And I, those are things that I don't desire yeah. to deal with. No, I feel that. I, I, I don't desire to deal with that shit either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but this is the life you chose. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And uh, just to that point, like, just to my, my sour moment point, right? Like, I think that one, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as me personally, I can do a better job at expressing capacity and setting expectations with capacity. But I do also think that it's important that when you choose to patron a business that you think about those things also. Like I had somebody turn me down because they were like, oh, it's just you working and you also have a nine to five. Thank you, but no thank you. Like I, I believe that you're great. Um, but as your business grows, maybe we can re we can have this conversation again. And I didn't understand it. I'm like, what? But I'm so great. Mm-hmm. That person knew what they wanted for their business. They right. knew that if they needed something in the middle of the day, they couldn't wait until I got off my nine to five. Mm-hmm. Like they, they knew that they didn't only want me working on their stuff on the weekends. Right. And and they knew that about their business and, and therefore they searched for some support that's that could support what they needed. And I think we need to do a better job at that. Also, like I had somebody tell me like, well, H and R block only take an hour. That's not H&R so go block. there, like <laughs> go there. H and R Block is also a franchise, and they have hundreds of people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and they can run their business that way. Like, you're not choosing to work with H and R Block. I'm sorry, but I can't give you H and R Block. I I can I can I can't give you H and R Block service and also give you our quality, right? Like. Does H&R Block always have the greatest quality? Like, I know some people who have great experiences. I know some people who haven't had great experiences. Um, but, like, stop trying to compare small businesses to big businesses because they're not it's, the same. It's not the same. It's not it's the same not at the all. Same. And I just feel like people, they don't, they just know what they want, but they don't necessarily think about the business that they are actually working with and what that business can provide them and what they can't provide them. Right. They just know this is what I want and I want you to do it. So make it happen. So make it happen. And it's like, it don't work that way. And they don't actually see the business as like humans running it. Mm -hmm. That's another like issue that I've come across is like, there is a human behind the screen that you're talking to texting at whatever. Um, like, be gracious with other human beings because if somebody was talking to you the way that you're talking to me, you probably wouldn't appreciate it. Right. So there's also that aspect of it, but we can go down a hill. (laughs) All the nonsense that be coming our way. Yeah, that's true. I think that like, just to your point earlier, just some of the risks that small business owners have to take, like reputational risk is a big one. And sometimes it could be hard to come back, come, come back from like, I've, I have clients who haven't had great experiences with me mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not proud of it, mm-hmm. but I do recognize that it happens. And um, I think that in the very beginning that can be stifling for a small business owner. 
like for me, I was afraid to promote my business mm-hmm. for like the reasons of what you just described. Some people going on Twitter and I'm right. like, like this person really had a bad experience and I don't want to just be out here saying like, Hey, I'm the best accountant in the world. And then they chime in and be like, y'all, mm-hmm. she full of shit. Right. right. So for a while I sat with that for a long time. And I can see that. And it's like, I can see why. Right. Like, but you can't like, I can't, I can't, I can't sit with that. I should not sit with that in, the, in those ways, right? Like you find a way to make it right. You apologize, all of those good things. But what I'm learning and how I'm trying to think about it going forward is that like, what about all the people that had great experiences with me? And I'm now, by me being down about this one person who had a negative experience, I'm not putting myself out there and giving other people the opportunity to have positive experiences right. with me. But that reputational thing is like real. And people don't think about that when they think about entrepreneurship. I think the biggest thing people, the biggest risk people think about is it's the financial, financial risk. risk. And that's a, that's a, that's a large thing to consider. It's as well. the biggest. It's, it's a <laughs> huge thing to consider when you think about running a business, because like, I remember it was this one business. They did a, um, I think it's like a kickstart campaign or something like that. I think that's what it was. And it was for a product. And when they received the product, the product was not manufactured correctly. Mm. So then now these people who paid for this thing had to now wait another like six, eight months or however long it was. And it's like, and now you have to pay to re to get to redo it. Mm -hmm. It's like people don't see like the the multiple, multiple, multiple L's that are taken to produce whatever it is that this business is producing. They only see the highlights and like the the glitz and the glamour, but they don't see like all of the L's that Mm -hmm. go into small business. Yeah. Um, It's a lot of L's. It's a lot of L's. Sometimes you just, you don't know. You don't even know until it's some things you can't even think about. Like, you don't know until you know, mm-hmm. and until you dare and you experience it. Like, I opened it up to Instagram, and I was like, should I start charging for discovery calls? And a lot of people chimed in, and one person was like, maybe charge, but then refund them. I don't think people realize, to me, to refund, I lose money. Like, one, I lose money, and two, I got to remember to refund. That's another That's step. That's another step. That's another step Yeah, for, for every call. And, like... When people are paying through a credit card, I use I pay a transaction fee. Mm-hmm. When I refund them, that's another transaction fee. With the system I use, it's not another transaction fee, but they get refunded the full amount. Oh, when so you like, got the fee, when I only yeah. got eighteen dollars, but right. I got to give you now twenty, 20. so, so I you lose, lose two dollars, yeah. right? So, like, is and then the person and I responded, I was like, I'll lose money doing that, and the person responded and they said, "Well, is the money that you lose is it?" greater than your time like is it worth more than your time and two dollars is not worth more than my time but two dollars over time two dollars i over mean time, yeah. two dollars two dollars if i'm looking, at, looking like something different right. it's like, not like it's one person two people right. and then it goes back to growth like if i if i plan on growing this thing like what is more sustainable for the growth of the business right and because the, two times a hundred when i'm working a nine to five and i got goldman supporting me yeah maybe i can give away two dollars each right. time i talk to somebody i'm like but then now this feels like i'm paying for people to show up when I should be the one paid to show up because exactly. I'm offering a value when I show up. Exactly. Um, so I just think that like, cause you ever like, cause 
Oh my God. I'm so happy you use the word grace because I've needed grace so much as an entrepreneur that I give it so much more now because mm-hmm. I require it. So like you ever just be working with somebody and you be like, I don't understand why they don't just do X, Y, and Z. The process would be so much smoother. I used to like, I've, I'm sure we've all had those experiences, mm-hmm. but then now, now you, you got to think about it. Like, like they, if they could, they probably would have. Right. And even if they have the idea now, sometimes it takes time to implement things. I, and <laughs> yo, but the thing I started learning grace, I started learning grace before I was like working with small businesses. I actually learned grace when I was working in customer service because I specifically at T-Mobile, like I would see a lot of like the pain points that customers would have. And as a customer service representative, like I wanted to fix it, but I literally did not have the tools Mm. to like to do it. And customers would see like I'm working the wheels in my head to like make this happen, which allowed them to give me grace, give me days. Like, all right, I don't have the answer today, but like, give me like two, three days. I'm gonna see who I can talk to and I'm gonna try to figure this out for you. You had this experience working with a company that have resources, limited resources in comparison to mine. And then that's another thing in comparison to yours. Yes. Unlimited amount of resources, but that's another misconception about like big companies as well. Like they have big resources, but when you're also at the bottom of the bottom, like they don't care about you. Mm. They don't care about like the things that you need or how you're really trying to help the customer or all of these things. Like they don't care that this customer probably just lost a parent. Um, they trying to bury their parent and they phone bill is three months past due because they trying to do X, Y, and Z. Mm. We just going to cut this thing off. And it's like, well, Hey, manager, such and such. Is it possible that we can give them like some kind of a credit? Is it possible that we can like work within the system to do X, Y, and Z? Like, because I'm able to see the humanity in people Mm. and companies are like specifically corporate companies. They're just seeing like, this is a customer. They didn't do what they're supposed to do. And that's just it. Mm. So back to the grace part, it was like, you're, I have always been able to like give grace um, to people, whether it is like on a large scale, on a large scale or on a smaller scale, because at the end of the day, it's like people are humans. Like I mess up, you mess up. Nobody's perfect. Shit. I've messed up quite a few times in the past couple of weeks. And it's just like we just got to learn to give ourselves grace. And like you said, when you when you're able to give yourself grace, you're able to give other people grace. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's so true. So like you working with all of these small business owners, do you think that anybody could be an entrepreneur? Nah, yo. No. <laughs> no. You think that everybody should? I feel like I feel like social media is just pushing this. I feel um, like everybody should own something, mm. but everybody like, you know, they own something got to be a whole ass business. It, it don't got to be a whole ass <laughs> business because working, being an entrepreneur, it takes, it takes time. It takes diligence. It takes patience. It takes sacrifice. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't think about the sacrifice of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you sacrifice time with your family. You miss events. How you, you say that? Cause I won't, everybody be like, I want to work for myself because then my schedule will be more flexible. And your schedule is actually not more flexible. Like, well, you see me. I, <laughs> yo, these be like, yo, you do so much. And it's like, you, there's a lot of time requirement in working for yourself, working within small businesses. Um, so much, so much more, so much sacrifice. Um, it's a lot of, it requires a lot of mental capacity. Um, decision fatigue is real. 
Um, <laughs> what? You, decision fatigue? Decision fatigue is... It's probably one of the hardest parts of the job. There's so many decisions to be made. Wondering if you made the right decision. Um, being able to critically think. Like, listen, common sense ain't so common. Mm. Um there's a lot that comes with being an entrepreneur that a lot of people don't think about that you don't even think about yourself until you're actually in it. Yeah. And I don't think it's for everybody. I always say having support, having the resources for it is something that I encourage everybody to do before like venturing off. And I'm not saying like you have to have every single thing in a row, because at the end of the day, if you, if you're waiting to have all your ducks in a row, you're never going to start, but there is like some sort of foundation that needs to be had before venturing off into entrepreneurship because it's hard. Yeah, it is. It's hard. And I, and I wish that I would have for the longest time I felt like, like when I decided to transition, I transitioned for a few reasons, right? One of them was like, I talk about all the time, like I was kind of asked to stop. And then I also would think about other people's stories and their transition. And a lot of people would suggest that you wait until your side hustle is making a certain amount of money before. And sometimes that's not an option. And that's how I felt. I felt like I, my nine to five was demanding. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't have the, the, the resource of time to put into my business, to be able to build it up, mm-hmm. to make X amount. So that wasn't an option for me, but hindsight is twenty twenty, And I do think that while I was working my nine to five, I could have outsourced more things as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Like I, I don't just the, the idea of working for someone and then also having people work for me, it just didn't seem like it, it didn't add thing, up. Right. Yeah. Like, how I'm a manager team and work like, but I think I could, I think I could have outsourced. I think I could have outsourced more mm-hmm. um, while I was working and built the business up a little bit more. Um, and it will, it will always be a point where you it have requires me to yeah. be there full time. But I think I could have operated like that a little longer. I mean, but God be knowing what he be doing in this. Oh, I say that all the for time. A reason, but if I had to give someone else advice, I would make sure that they're considering also like how they can build and outsourcing while they're still working at nine to five before they transition over. I would agree. And I also think the mental capacity of it is a big part that people don't think about. I forgot as about well. that. The mental capacity is is something that's real. Like mental capacity, burnout is real. Like all of that is real. And I remember you talked about on your this first her well, episode. This her wellness tip, y'all. This is the, the wellness in her. <laughs> I'm thinking about no. the money. She like so because I, I think well. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about like like two to three different things right now. Right. I'm thinking about the first episode, the first or the second episode when you talked about why you stopped everything and like everything that happened in your life at the time. And like, if anything were to happen to you, like what, like what, what happens to money, honey. And if we are not well within ourselves, like is no way that you can literally function and grow a business. Like there's literally no way that you can do it because there's always going to be a point where you stop because you just feel overwhelmed with everything that's going on in your personal life and then having to run a business. And then again, back to decision fatigue and like, you just feel tired, drained out and 
when you're tired, nine times out of ten, you have a list of stuff to do. You look at that list. I ain't doing nothing on I this fucking list. Nap. I'm going to take a nap, right? I'm gonna take a nap. So those, that's what I'm thinking about. And then something that people don't talk about, and I know this is like far left, but um, dealing with grief within a business mm. while you're running a business. I know. And then not even like the grief of loss, just like grief in general, the grief of your old life, the grief of your old job, mm. um, grief of loss, like just grieving different things that have transpired in your life. Mm. Um, like let's say you're a business owner and you got a divorce. Let's say you're a business owner and you just lost your house. Like life still happens as right. a business owner and you have to consider all of those things as well as like the business itself. Mm. I know two of my friends who are business owner who experience loss as business owners, but things still need to get done. Right. It's like deals still need to be made. Deadlines still need to happen. And it's like, all right, well, how do I navigate this? Mm. Right. I myself experienced a uh, loss in the beginning of the year. And it's like, I still have to show up for clients. Yeah. I still have to like do the work. Like, how do you navigate that? And it's something that, you know, we think about the money aspect, but we don't think about like the entire human experience in running a business. Yeah. We just think about how much money I can get, how much free time I can get. And it's more to running a business than those two things. That's so true. Your point about grieving a past job mm -hmm. is, or grieving a past life, that's real as fuck. Like, <laughs> because I never thought about, like, because we, when people associate grief, they just think somebody died, I gotta grieve the loss. And even within grieving things, it's like, oh, you grieve for a couple of months and then it's happened. Like, no, grief shows up whenever the fuck it feels like right. it. And Damn. you just be sobbing and you like, yo, why the fuck am I crying? Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? It's like, no, like you are still experiencing those things within your body. Like the body knows what has happened in your life. And if you don't take care of those things, if you're not diligent with yourself, those things will continue to come up and they will continue to disrupt your life. Yeah, that's real. Because like, even like, I was on my last day at Goldman. I was a fucking wreck. <laughs> I was a wreck. The morning of, I had to text my manager and I said, Dan, I don't know if it's the Chipotle I had last night <laughs> or if it's nerves, but I'm going to be late. And just my stomach mm -hmm. was in knots. And I was so sad on my last day. Mm -mm -mm. I was I was sad on the days leading up to my last day also because I was sad that everyone were saying things like, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous that you, you get, get to, to leave. That you get to leave. And I didn't feel like anybody saw my nervousness. Mm -mm. And I'm like, you jealous that you about to get a, cause I'm, even though I'm choosing this too, right? Like, right. So I can get where they were coming from. And I'm like, damn, like you jealous that like, you still going to get a paycheck in two weeks. Like I'm not, like I'm, I mean, like I'm jealous that you about to still get a paycheck in two weeks. Like I'm scared as shit right, right now. And I didn't feel like anybody saw that. Like they saw, they saw the bravery, they saw bravery, but like nobody saw that I was I was doing it in spite of being terrified. Mm -hmm. Um, and my last day, I, I had, I like went to go type my farewell, uh, email. email. 
And I had to leave. I didn't say goodbye. I was a fucking Irish exit. I left because I just felt the waterworks come in. And I prayed that I still had access um, when I got home to be able to like send the email. Because if I didn't still have access, then the email wasn't going to get sent. And I sat in my bed in the dark with the laptop open and typing my letter. And I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried. and. then life went on, like sent the email that was over. And the next day I had to get to work. Like I had to start working on the business. Like I right. couldn't, it was tax season. I couldn't just sit and think about how something that was so important to me and such a huge, it was my first job. Right. Right. Like it's where not I became me. Right. But so much of me happened, in happened that job. there. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have time to like really grieve. The loss of a job. The loss of the of the people. I love the people. Right. I love them. And unfortunately, like work relationships change when you're not when you don't work there anymore. When you don't work there anymore, you're not physically there all the time. I don't see you on Teams. I don't see that you're green on Outlook or whatever. Right. But damn, I didn't take time. And then every now and again, I feel not like I miss it. I don't. I feel that I, I miss certain things about working in a a place with resources right um but like i've been posting lately like am i fucking delusional like why did i leave why did i leave there to come do this and i didn't think about it in the concept of like grief griefing grieving the old life like i haven't been back to new york and i haven't been because i can't experience new york now how i used to Mm -hmm. like i can't just you want to go to brunch today, tomorrow, here, here? Because right. everything looks different. Let's get bottles. Like I can't do that right. anymore. Like it's a life that uh like a sacrifice, right? It's a sacrifice. Um yeah. it's a life that doesn't look the same. It doesn't feel the same. And I miss it. Like yeah. I can't give like I used to be I love people's birthdays. I love being able to give great gifts. Like I told my family, like, Christmas is canceled. Mm-hmm. Like, and I never even thought about like grief of like a life that you once had that you once had that's one thing that i think about a lot since again since not having like a traditional job because everybody knows me to travel like i was in bali before bali was bali i was in like tulum before tulum was tulum like i used to be out Mm. i cannot be out the way that i used to be out like i there's a lot of things that I used to be able to do that I cannot do anymore because life looks different. Like resources look different. And just understanding that like, you know, this is temporary. You may not have that life that you have anymore, but you are in a space right now where you're cur- where you're creating something to give you that plus more. Mm. Like, not to, it's not to say I'll never travel again. It's not to say I'll never be able to do brunches every weekend or whatever. This is just the space that I am in my life where I need to hone in on what I'm doing now because it's going to create a better future for me and anything else that I decide to contribute to my life, whether I decide to have a family, expand, whatever that looks like. But it's just temporary. Damn. <laughs> I got so much shit out of this that I didn't know I needed. Uh, I try. <laughs> wow. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, with that, I'm going to wrap us up. All right. You so, coming back? Yeah, I can come back. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I can run my mouth. No, this has been awesome. This has been so awesome. If there's like anything that you could leave people with. um, um, 
damn, you should have asked me this beforehand. And the <laughs> thing is, y'all, I don't really be giving when with the podcast. I don't really be giving people like, questions. Yeah, the conversations really do be flowing. If I can give people anything, I would definitely just say, like, know who you, know who you are and own who you are, mm-hmm. um, despite the outside noise. Because um, I feel like a lot. What I've been seeing lately is a lot of people are rediscovering their voices mm-hmm. and rediscovering who they are and owning that shit and like claiming that shit. And I think that's very important. Because we're all individuals. We were all placed on this earth to contribute some way and somehow. I always say everybody was everybody's here to be of service to one another. And service isn't always just like tangible service. It's whether it's a word, whether it's um, a smile, whatever, whatever that looks like for any individual person. But when you know and own who you are, you are better able to service people around you mm-hmm. and the communities that you're in. So know who you are own who you are and be of service to anybody and everybody mm, i love that thank you so much B. you're welcome this has been awesome where can the people find you or do you want them to find you um they can find me i mean they can <laughs> <laughs> so she say that because i really don't be online and everybody say i should be like out here you know posting and doing mainstream content but um if y'all want to follow me on instagram it is at b dot r-o-s-e-a-u b russo so y'all can find me on instagram awesome thank you so much for being on the let's talk money honey podcast thank you to all of the listeners um Am I supposed to say like, like, comment, subscribe? I don't think that's a thing for podcasts, but if there's a way for you to leave a review, leave us a review. If you're on Apple Podcasts, they can leave a review. If you're listening to it on Spotify, you can leave a review. Period. You can like subscribe to it because more subscribers. You subscribe know. to us so we can get those automatic da- downloads on day one when we drop um, the episodes. And uh, leave us a review. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. Um let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. Uh, yeah. And we're out. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you.